0: Spot Show. What is up, everybody? We are back. Episode 41. It's coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm excited. Just got done with Houston. Round four of the Supercross Motocross Championship. We uh, we had a red flag situation. Hope Dylan's okay. But man, what a race. It was uh, shaping up to be a good one until the red flag came out. And then uh, Eli just figured it out and took off. But before we get into our show, I want to give a huge shout out to Spot Network TV. Check those guys out. Spot Network TV dot tv they got some cool stuff that they stream they helped with the show at david busters for a2 that's all live with mathisville poto townley bunch of guys uh glover Uh, go check that out it's live now also a huge shout out to scott sports usa we got the gncc starting up next weekend scott's going to be a part of that so please check those guys out if you're going to any gncc rounds works connection um whole shot device you know those guys crush it every round they they won with hunter lawrence and eli Come back this weekend. So check out the pro launch. Bell Ray. Bell Ray is, you know, one of the top oil manufacturers in the in the industry. Unfortunately, they don't have the biggest budgets to go sponsor some teams, but the oil is incredible. Uh, everybody I've talked to that runs it loves it. So please check out Bell Ray and also Acherby's USA. the uh, pretty much every top team in the pits runs Achirby's and KTM, Cowie, all those guys. So check them out. And they got some new stuff coming, their fiftieth anniversary' is coming up, so they'll have a new plastic dropping soon. so keep your eye out for that. But let's get this show started episode forty one. We got a guy on the phone today that's been a colleague of mine and now has moved on, packed his bags and moved down to uh, I believe Dakota, but he's uh been with Feld. He helped start the Brett Downey Foundation. He's served overseas. I mean he's kind of done it all. travel the world. It's Ricky Records. How are you Ricky?
1: Dude, I'm great, Triple J.
0: How are Dude, you, bud? I love that. Uh, I'm good. Just getting back from Houston, trying to uh, get back in the flow and then get ready for Tampa this weekend. So it's crazy. Uh, we're around six. It's pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, just like that, right? It just seems like we were waiting for A1, and then right before our eyes, we're, we're getting ready to.
0: We already started east, and
1: uh, now we're heading to the second round.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kinda, kind of a. I hate to use the word shitty, but unfortunately, you know, weather, we can't do anything about weather. And you know the teams have to go to Tampa and then you know over to Oakland um so it is what it is but i'd rather uh, i'd rather have Oakland than not have Oakland right like i it, you don't want to ever just skip a race so i think a lot of the norcal fans are excited that it didn't just get canceled and only got postponed but it's definitely tough on the teams
1: yeah i know definitely but it, i mean i feel like the northern california crowd is always they always come out and show the support for the event so hopefully you know even with the reschedule you know they could still get you know some of that energy back in the stadium
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you've done this for, for a long time. You've you've traveled the series, so, I mean, like, just if you were still at, still at Fly and doing the container, I can only imagine the list, logistics for you guys and, and how that would all be if you were still... I know for us, like, we didn't even have the container this weekend at Houston because it's just it's so costly to uh, to take that all the way east, back to west, and then back to east.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely the teams, but, you know, even spelled. you know, like when I was on their crew, um, you know, back in 2017, you know, they had... I think it was 16 trucks that that ran the show, you know, so they have to get those 16 trucks, you know, all the way back over. And I'd have to assume they have more by now um, to help kind of build that show. So, you know, just like you said, kind of a logistical nightmare, but you know, it's all for racing.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that a little, um, if you can, you know, Feld, you did that for a while. You were, uh, you know, kind of in charge of the flaggers and and a bunch of other stuff that kind of, you know, behind the scenes that made, made the show go right. You know, it's, uh, Without those guys and without safety and without proper protocols, it could be a real disaster. So, kind of give us a like a Monday through Sunday for you when you worked at Feld and and worked with the safety crew.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely a lot of behind the scene moving pieces. You know, the biggest thing about it is just you know there's a pretty small group of guys that are you know out there in the trenches every week. You know, and so you know Monday Monday through through Saturday, if you will. Um, you know, when I was on the crew, we would, we would have to actually drive, um, Toyota trucks in between rounds. So yeah, I don't remember they used to park those like lifted Toyota trucks on the track. Okay. Uh, we were actually in charge of driving those from stop to stop. So we didn't oh, get to
2: okay.
1: get to fly. So we would, uh, you know, we'd work the race Saturday. Um, then they have what's called loadout, which is where, you know, you're tearing the, the track down. Um, if okay. you will. Yeah. All night. Uh, on a good night, you'd be done by about 6 a.m. on Sunday. And mm. then uh, you kind of head back to the hotel, um, shower, change, check out, hop in the Toyota truck, and then you would drive to the next spot. And then uh, hopefully, depending on the trip, you might have Monday off. Um, but then you're back in the stadium, you know, Tuesdays, you know, putting plastic over the seats. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, they have safety holds in, uh, you know, the first rows of the stadium. And that's, you know, obviously to help in case a bike comes out of the track, but you know, that's a lot of work right there. Just, to, you know, we call it taping plastic to plastic, but you know, that's a multi-day effort of just filling those seats with plastic, let alone from the dirt works operation. You know, all those guys are, yeah. you know, hauling dirt, you know, starting probably the week prior, especially if monster jams there before Supercross. um, you know, so they're doing their whole thing while, you know, you got guys hanging banners and building all the structures and, um it's a it's a grind you know it's uh, it's definitely a seventeen week grind but it's a lot of fun um i know i did it for about five years and it wouldn't change it you know it opened a lot of opportunities and at the same time you kind of build a camaraderie with uh with the guys in the trenches you know i just went back to supercross last weekend and it was so fun seeing everybody and you know giving hugs and it's just like
0: yeah yeah just the the family vibes kind of yeah it's yeah,
1: it's kind of like a brotherhood, if you will. So a lot of fun and a lot of good memories for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, that's kind of you know one of the reasons we kind of do this show is just more for behind the scenes. We don't do a whole lot with riders, so mechanics and and no, no agents yet, but hopefully soon. But mechanics and people like you and truck drivers and bus drivers and stuff like that. People that don't realize like there's a lot of moving pieces and that's kind of why we do this is just kind of highlight those moving pieces and and so people don't it all looks glamorous on saturdays right like it all looks like so cool but it's like there's like you just said it's almost like a 70 to 80 hour work week if not more just there's not a whole lot of time between travel travel and setup and tear down and all that
1: yeah no definitely and like saturdays are are one of the you know the gnarliest days because Most of the time, you know, when you're on the field, you got to be there, you know, 8 8 a.m. on Saturday and kind of get everything ready for the show and for race day. And so it's it's a long day of being on your feet. And especially if you're one of the guys who are, you know, um, one of the track crew guys picking up bikes, you're out there the entire day on the track, or running around, moving tough blocks, picking up bikes. You know, so it's uh, it's a pretty strenuous or can be a pretty strenuous day. You know, heaven forbid you get stuck in the sand section. Um, and that, you know, yeah. that could be a, a long, dirty day. And then, uh, and then you kind of got to dust yourself off and, uh, and tear it all down, you know? So it definitely takes some unique individuals and, uh, and it's a really special crew for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So transitioning from fell to fly, um, you know, you are part of the fly brand taking over title sponsorship and. An activation, and um what was that kind of like getting all that ready and dealing with those plans and parking situations and just you know setting that whole thing up and, and coming to the pit party with one of the coolest activations in the uh, in the pits
1: yeah no it was uh i'll be honest you know like when uh when wps brought me on it was uh you know max Stefan just kind of had like the containers already purchased and they were they were ready to be delivered so like my first week at wps we got the containers delivered and from the manufacturers um out in canada and so they got delivered and we kind of learned them within a week and uh and then we packed them up and and shipped them to anaheim and that first year was was a lot of fun but obviously a lot of trial and error you know we right. uh, had yeah. this grandmaster plan to you know set the containers back to back and build this really awesome vip structure up top which was really rad but you know like i said i just a lot of trial and error and uh and so we ended up adjusting throughout the years but that first year it was a lot of fun to be part of something that you know was you know has never really been done in the pits and uh kind of i like to think you know put fly on the map in a sense you know i think people kind of knew that um we were kind of serious with our support of the race series and and kind of saw that with our efforts in the pits.
0: yeah the container i mean that thing just turns heads like for people that know it it's a container that opens four ways and and showcases all of our products, and it's really cool. Like it, uh, it's all on hydraulic lines and levers and generators. Like it's, there's a lot that goes into it, but like you said, it pro- provides a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, I mean the the engineering that went into it. I mean that thing has hydraulic rams that picks itself up on the, off the ground, and then some stilts pop out, um, and then you actuate the rams back up inside the container, and you literally just back up the flatbed runner and eat that thing. Um, to load it up so it's really rad kind of the way it was engineered and you know definitely made it a lot easier for us to load and unload every week for yeah. 17 weeks um but yeah it was a really cool experience and um um yeah i a mean, kind of a it, kind of a bummer i, I guess the rumor yeah. is that you know it's going off the road now but uh so i'm excited to kind of see what they do with it hopefully in the future
0: yeah yeah i don't know the exact plan i know like i said it's it's pretty costly and um, you know, it's hard to find people that, to work right now and truck drivers are, are hard to find. So we'll see what happens with that, but hopefully we'll get to see that a couple of rounds this year. But, um, for you, you've, like I said earlier, you've traveled a lot, you've done a lot of things. Do you have a favorite round or a round that you look, look forward to every year?
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of fun ones. Um, for me, I'm kind of partial to, to just Daytona. Um, to me, I've, kind of been helping out Daytona on the safety side for the last nine years, um and helping out the amateur day and, you know, doing the flaggers for that and helping with that whole situation. So for me it yeah. just has like a really kind of special place. Um just being in the infield at Daytona. You know, if you're a fan of any sort of racing, that's like, you know, that's that's the mecca of, of racing. And so to be there and be on the infield and, you know, helping that whole event kind of succeed and be be safer, I think it's to me is definitely probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, and you guys do you guys still do it or you, I think you used to right you guys do some Brett Downey stuff there as well
1: yeah this will kind of be my first year actually and in, in, uh, in nine years that so I won't be assisting with that with my okay. new role um, I'll actually be shifting my efforts to kind of more of the bike week side of things and okay. so I'll be set up um, over on the at the bike week stuff and helping give away this really rad harley um but we'll get into those those details a little bit later in the show yeah
0: yeah we got some cool things to talk about um you got to do a really cool event this weekend at houston with Dungey, and we'll get to that here in a little bit for sure because i'm excited like i i think this is a a really cool project and you know i i didn't really know much about it until last year in minnesota and then uh again this weekend in houston so but yeah keep we'll keep we'll get that to that in a little bit but we're going into, uh, like I said, we're going into round six. Um, you were at round, or yeah, round six, right? Yeah, yeah. You were at round five in Houston. Um, what's your thoughts? What'd you think? Good racing. Were you were you surprised by the um, the another gear that Tomac? Because I mean, it looked like Sexton kind of had him covered for the night. I shouldn't say covered, but kind of had that speed to run with him. But man, that ten minute market seemed like Eli found another gear.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was, uh, you know, you kind of were watching qualifying and kind of thinking, you know, chase was, you know, what I think a second and a half faster. Um, so you're kind of like, dang, that's uh, going to be pretty impressive. And then, uh, yeah, Eli just was Eli, you know, he just, he has something special, especially at that 10 minute mark where he kind of settles in and, and not only finds his pace, but pushes it. And so I think that's what we saw. And, you know, I think when Eli's clicking, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough, but you know, at the same time, it was still exciting racing, um, for me with, all my background was kind of the amateur side of things. It was a really exciting 250 night with a lot of amateurs making their pro debuts. Yeah. It was really cool to watch. And, you know, some of their success was just testament of the hard work and, you know, exciting for, for them and their families. And so to me, it was just like, I was more, more kind of excited for the two fifties, if you will. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Two videos were stacked. Worked. Like it was like, yeah, man, I just feel the... like there's go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it almost felt like a, almost like an A1 kind of, like, you can't really compare anything to A1, but just the vibes are really high in Houston, like, just because nobody yeah, I knew feel what like Vial was going to do, or Deegan was going to do, like, just it had really cool vibes.
1: Absolutely. You know, then Hunter, and and Hymas, and, you know, Hawkins, there's just, you know, and Caden uh, Braswell, there's just yeah. so many talented kids that are on their way up that, you know, I, I, I truly feel like we're in for a treat with our sport in the next couple of years, because you know these kids are putting in the work at a lot younger age, and uh, and I think it's showing for
2: sure.
0: Yeah, I would say the future is bright. And like, it was really cool to see Talon get up there and, and get his feet wet. Same with Chance. Like, I, I talked to uh, Tommy after the after the race, and uh, I was like, "Hey, did Chance breathe at the finish line?" He's like, "I think so." <laughs> like, he's like, "I don't <laughs> think he breathed for at least the first five minutes." I was like, "Dude, he was like in it." Like, I would I would have tightened up so fast. So I can only imagine what was going through Chance's head when he uh, when he got that start and. Man, it was cool to watch, and like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to see Talon get up there too because man, we got to had a chance to interview him at Loretta's, and that kid's so well spoken, and and for for our whole whole that whole generation like Caden, uh, Arcade Braswell, Talon, Deegan, um, all those guys like they're pretty like well spoken for their age, and I think it's gonna set up really uh, our sport like you know they all have really good followings, so I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping the future is bright for the uh, Supercross 250 class.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, not, you know, Talon's just, just super talented as it is, you know, he, that guy's got a, a surf deal. I don't think a lot of people realize that he's got a surf deal and his ride with, with Rockstar Husky, which is pretty That's impressive. Cool. And I think, yeah, so he's out there surfing and, and, you know, at a high level as well as racing at the top level. So pretty proud to see that, and, you know, and Caden Braswell, love that kid. I mean, he's a, he's a world champion. Um, When I was the AMA motocross manager, he was on the junior team USA team that, we went to Australia and raced against the world. And, and Kane Braswell won the 85 class on a stock KTM on pump gas,
2: oh, which my is God. super
1: impressive. Yeah, super impressive. That kid's got nothing but talent. And yeah. I'm excited to kind of see where he can go. Um, some unfortunate bad luck the last couple of years. But, man, I'm excited for him.
0: Yeah, I think he uh, took the sport by storm um, when he won Loretta's last year. And was it was last year, right? He won Loretta's? Uh, I think uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the kid's got talent for sure. He's just one of those workhorses that just keeps plugging away, plugging and play, plugging away. And unfortunately, he didn't get the starts he wanted this weekend, but, um, I think it's going to be almost the same situ- situation as Levi. If, if he can get a start, he can run up there. I don't know if he's a top five guy yet, but I, I definitely see a five to 10 if he gets a start, you know, maybe 10 to 12. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. I think there's some there's some lessons to be learned at least yeah. just being up there and, and feeling the pace, and uh, and then you kind of can go back and and then you know try to you know remember or recreate that intensity if you will. You know, it's hard to to kind of judge the speed of the front of the pack until you're up there. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but is it like weird because we're getting to that age now where we're seeing all these kids come up. Like, I remember when, like, Max was little, Volan, and I remember, like, when Deegan was little. Like, (laughs) dude, I've watched these kids since, like, 50s and 65s, and now they're, like, 18 and talking and doing interviews. Like, is it weird for you? It's kind of weird for me. Like, I feel like I'm, like, at that age now where I'm, like, I'm that guy. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I mean especially, like, you know, with my background, like, with the, you know, Brad Downey Safety Foundation, I started with them in 2011. And so I've been, you know, I feel like my first race was, like, AC at Oak Hill in 2011. I think he was, like, on an 80 maybe and just like it it was just so crazy to kind of see that whole process and at that same time i think you know other guys were still on cobras and you know it's just so rad to kind of see them stick with it but also you know see how stacked the sport is and so for me like i kind of already said it's like i think the next couple years will be really exciting and uh, at the same time yeah we're gonna feel old as it happens
0: i know it's crazy i mean but the storylines right like how many how many of these other sports can you say the top guys have been racing for 20 years like that's pretty incredible
1: no definitely and i think that is kind of a testament kind of to how rad our sport is but also you know you're seeing guys you know like craig or kind of a little bit later and older and you know there's you're finding that success you know so it's like it there's not really a, a formula i think you know which is you know like other sports might have that you know like you know your football go to college straight to the nfl it's like there might be Something to developing, you know, or there might be something to go in straight pro. I think there's there's different success stories through each avenue in our sport, which is which is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now we got you know Osborne switching to um, GNCC, and you've had a chance to work with him at Fly. And from everything I've heard, he's nothing but a stand-up guy. But it's it's kind of exciting to see him get into that GNCC off road off road world.
1: Yeah, I mean, even he, 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 just kind of go back to what I was my point is like different roles. Our different avenues of careers. I mean, he's a perfect example. You know, didn't really have that much success here, and then went overseas and started crushing it, and then came back and found a success. And, and you know, now I'm, you know, with him doing TNTC. it's you know, it's the, the talent's obviously there. So it's it's just a matter of seeing, you know, until he finds it, and it's gonna be exciting to see how he kind of competes against that series now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean let's let's talk a little bit about that too, like. You know, like you've done the Brett Downey, you've done Feld, you've done Fly. Um, now you're with All Kids Bike. What's What's that like to get these brands and kind of see them grow? You know, Fly, even though it's been around, we're going on 25 years now, like it still has a lot of growing, right? We're going against Fox, who started in 74. We're going against Alpine Star, who started in 63. Like, what, what what's those transitions like for you to get these brands and try to, quote-unquote, make them cool? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that a really really hard struggle or is it a balance like what's 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 that experience been like for you to try to get people involved with each brand that you work with
1: Yeah, I think I think it really kind of stems from just like the relationships that you build with people. You know, and I think just kind of, you know, being a, a solid like respectful person, I think kind of as you work with each company, they're going to kind of, you know, maybe want to be a part of that and I think that's what's kind of been, you know, I've been really fortunate about is as I've kind of transitioned throughout my, my career and, you know, becoming who I am, it's just been a lot of um, amazing opportunities of people kind of reaching out and wanting me to be a part of their team or, you know, maybe me, you know, simply asking. And then next thing I know they're offering me a, a job that they just made up, you know? So yeah. to me, it's, you know, it's just been kind of a, a fun, a fun process, but seeing behind kind of each operation, I think has really given me the tools to kind of, you know, develop in my own career. I think each place that I've been, whether it was at Brett Downey, at Feld, at the AMA, and then I'll Fly, I think, you know, all of those individual companies have so many like passionate, really hardworking people. And it's when you're around people like that, all you want to do is work just as hard. So you don't want to let them down. And I think that's kind of been my kind of mentality of just like, hey, let's all all work hard like whatever it takes you know and I think yeah you know there's a there's a quote that uh <laughs> that Dave Prater you know shout out Dave um kind of told he told us all back in you know 2014 and we kind of laughed and you know now I, I, I genuinely hold that quote so close to me and it's you don't have to be here you get to be here yeah. and I think if you have that mentality when you go into your workplace or a race or whatever the case might be you know it's just a matter of having that mentality of you know whatever it takes i don't have to be here i get to
0: you know yeah like this is an experience enjoy it like this is an opportunity or an experience like you you know what i mean like there's a lot of people you you talk you just look at forums or look at you know just different things and like people are just so heavily invested in their sport and they're like man it'd be so cool to be on a team or so cool to be involved and it's like we take it for granted right because we do it every day um yeah and it's like we have a pretty cool like industry that we work in. If we if we just take a step back and like look at it,
1: yeah. I mean, I I, I joke, but like you know, like when I worked at Fly, I was just like, you know, at the end of the day, we're racing dirt bikes. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like we're you know building rockets or we're you know over walking the streets of Iraq. We're just we're racing dirt bikes. You know, so yeah, there should there's you know there's money involved and budgets and accountability, but you know, at the end of the day, attitude's everything. You know, and if you're not gonna enjoy you know, being around dirt bikes, then you shouldn't be around dirt bikes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like it's, it's a passion. Um, you mentioned AMA man, AMA and Feld have, have came together and pro model across have came together. Did, uh, I know you're, you're heavily involved in the industry, but did that surprise you at all? Um, did you, did you think that that would ever happen? You know, you've, you've been to Loretta's you've done multiple things with, you know, like I've mentioned before, Brett and, and everything, but, um, did you ever see this, this happening? Um,
1: I mean, I, I would like to say, yeah, I think it's kind of a matter of time. You know, I think both entities, you know, built successful series. And I think, um, you know, for the longevity of the sport, I think it was you know, kind of a matter of time. Yeah. A lot of the same key personnel, you know, kind of go back and forth as it is, you know, the same referees and officials that are at Supercross or at Pro Motocross. And so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of carryover already. And so yeah. I'm sure – logistically it probably makes sense i'm sure financially it does but also at the same time the way i look at it is now we have kind of more of the top people who are passionate behind our sport so hopefully some good things will come of it you know
0: yeah um do you feel world supercross kind of gave us the push we needed or is it one of those things where like we just finally said you know what this needs to happen
1: um yeah i yeah, i think it kind of definitely was maybe a a motivating factor, but yeah. I would also probably add that I doubt this idea wasn't already on, you know, MX sports and Cells radar, like to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I refuse to believe that like they just randomly were like, Oh, we're going to kind of compete with that. I think it's something that's probably already been in the works. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's exciting. I think it'll be interesting to see how the dust settles both, but for the time being as a fan, that's more racing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I feel I feel a little bit ba- I feel pretty bad actually for the riders. I mean 31 rounds is a lot, but at the same time hopefully this will create more revenue to where for sponsors you can be like hey you're on a national scale for 31 weeks out of the year. You know, you're you're sound out stadiums. It's it's one of those things to where hopefully now we we will help how this will help get us more on the map because a lot of people tend to don't realize like we're still very niche, right? Like we're still very small like even though you go to Houston Supercross and it looks like it's packed. These are just core fans. Like, it's not, we're not on a national scale yet. You know what I mean? So, um, I think this, yeah,
1: we're, we're a long ways from Formula One, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think,
2: Yeah.
1: But I think there's moves that are happening to hopefully kind of get us that exposure. I think, yeah, with the international racing, you know, it's hopefully it'll entice some of those international sponsors and, you know, kind of help fund that. And, you know, obviously it's a, it's a grind, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I think it'll
0: better the sport. Hopefully. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Optimistic. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, it's cool. Like, you know, Dungy stepped away and now Tomex kind of filled that role as a, you know, kind of setting that bar as like an, everybody's elite. Right. But he's kind of got the S now he's got the SB award. He's the second athlete to do it and pro motocross, supercross. <clears throat> I don't know if RV ever won or one or not. I could be wrong, but, um, but just to get that recognition, you know, is really cool. So, Hopefully we'll see more Yeah, of that
1: definitely kind of get story. like some of that that national press, you know, any yeah. any eyes on, you know, athletes or our sport is, you know, hopefully a success and can help, you know, grow it and get that get that ad revenue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's the thing, right? Ads and and pop-ups and like how do we do a better job of of getting people into the sport, into the stadiums? And I think what you're doing now, um I guess let's just jump into it, but you have joined the All Kids Bike Family and Yeah. Man, this is cool. Like I said, I didn't really know much about it, but I've dug more into it and I mean Rusty Wallace is on board with this program. You got some big names. Ryan Dungey. You guys just had a big, big um deal in uh Houston, a lot of money raised. Man, talk us a little bit about that and uh how you know you guys have got into, you know, thousands of schools and helped with PE and get these kids on on Striders at an early age
1: yeah no it's uh, like you said it's it's a really amazing program that I'll just be honest like totally off my radar you know like yeah. three months ago and then you know just kind of um, just kind of got, got brought up to speed about the program and I really um, felt a sense of um, kind of purpose with it you know I've, I've been around working with like I said we talked about it from working with Brett Downey to fell to AMA to Fly to I just felt like you know my passion is motorcycling but as we look at the sport as a whole, I think we we're, we can see a, a drop, whether it's motorcycle sales or race entries or whatever the case might be and so when you look at that, you know to me, the contributing factor potentially would just be getting kids on bikes and uh, and that's what all kids bike is about, and it's a program that has been around and I'm just happy and, and fortunate to join their team. but what all kids bike is about it's a national movement, um, and their mission is to teach every kid in America how to ride a bike. In, PE, in kindergarten PE class. And essentially, what they've done is created a eight week curriculum, which is super amazing. So, <clears throat> sorry, bear with me. No, no, you're good. Um, and that curriculum basically is a step by step guide to teach kids how to ride a bike. And uh, it's really amazing what they've done with Strider. They've engineered a, a balance bike that, uh, you know, a pedal kit, just bolts on with one bolt so the kids can learn how to balance kind of learn the whole process of braking, how to hold the bike in their hands and then they bolt on the pedals and learn. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like I'm, I'm looking at now, it's like 103,000 students learning to ride this year. Um, Five over 500,000 students learning to ride in the next five years. I mean, it's, it's going, it's going, you know, national and, you know, right now in Nevada, um, could use a little bit of help. It looks like Texas is starting to get some. We can use some more help in Texas, ne- Nebraska. Wyoming.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you right there. Hold on, I'm gonna oh, interrupt okay. you. Thanks to Ryan Dungey, uh, this last weekend, you know, like you mentioned, he he yeah. already set up a a three school um, donation. So we shipped in 75 bikes. We built them on Friday, okay, and then we delivered them to the three schools on Friday as well. But then, additionally to that, Ryan Dungy Foundation stepped up to donate another $50,000 to then fund the rest of the schools that have applied in Texas,
2: oh,
0: which
1: dude. is amazing. So you're seeing Texas on our website. Yeah. Thanks to Ryan Dungy, Um Those schools will be getting our program now.
0: Oh dude, that's cool. Ryan Dungey just still a part of the sport, crushing it. He's uh,
1: crushing it. Yeah. yeah and you know, so not cool. only is he working with us, but he's like working with the KTM juniors and, you know, trying to help them out on track walk and then, you know, doing a ton of fundraising for St. Jude, which is really cool. But, you know, his passion, you know, we we talked a lot this past weekend, and you know, he owes a lot of his obviously his success to two wheels, and a lot of that yeah. started with riding the bike. And so,
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah. I
1: said, you know, kind of the more kids we can get on bikes, hopefully, will lead to you know success on motorcycles.
0: Yeah, totally. And it looks like we're going to Tampa this weekend. Looks like there's some schools there seeking some funding. So, if you guys get a chance, um, please check out allkidsbike.org. Um, there's a little tab top that says donate. So check those out. If you're a teacher listening to this and you think this would be a cool program, you know, get with uh, your principal and then you can sign up. It's got an apply now tab as well. So let's get kids on motorcycles. Man, it's it's teaches so many things besides just. Just riding, right? Like it builds, builds communities and builds relationships and lifelong friends. Like again, if you get, if the motor, if the bicycles turn into motorcycles, I know some of my best friends came from riding motorcycles. So uh, it's just, it's just a really unique, unique, uh, unique atmosphere for sure.
1: No, definitely. And I think, um, you know, I encourage, like you said, I encourage everybody to check out org. but, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of, um, Things we got going on right now, if you will. And one of the big things we're doing is uh, we're doing a, a bike giveaway. It's a 2021 custom built Harley Davidson by Rusty Wallace and Southern Country Customs out of uh, North Carolina. So we'll be um, giving this bike away at Daytona Bike Week this year. Um, so if you guys hop on our website, allkidsbike.org, you'll see the bike giveaway there. And that's a, a $10 donation to get entered in to win the bike. Um, and if you don't want the bike, we're also doing a or a $25,000 cash prize instead of the motorcycle. So um, if you're not a Harley guy, you can still donate $10 to the program to get more kids on bikes. And if you win the Harley, you can negate that and take the cash instead. But we're just really trying to get every kind of motorcycle community together, whether it's the Harley guys, flat track guys, supercross guys, and really just try to grow not only kids on bikes, but just the awareness of how many kids, don't even get a bike, let alone to learn how to ride one, you know? So that's kind of the whole, the whole mission, if you will.
0: Yeah, no, this is, this is really neat. Like I'm looking at it right now and just kind of looking at the specialty support pages and, and all that stuff. It doesn't look like the Harley is up on your guys' website yet. So um, hopefully you guys get that uploaded soon, but um, i trying to see here, if I can find it, maybe I just missed it. But I, want, I just want to see that thing. I'm a big motorcycle guy. I want to see what that thing looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure. It, there should be a the tab there, but
1: I'll double check on that. But yeah, no, I definitely encourage everybody to check it out. If you guys could, you know, follow us on social media. That's All Kid Bikes on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're all there. We're always just trying to educate not only teachers and schools on how to get the program, but also, you know, educate kids on the fundamentals of riding a bike. And like you said, it, it there's so many kind of layers to that where it builds self-confidence and, you know so many lessons can kind of carry you through life that can start out with just you learning how to ride a bike
0: yeah yeah and it looks like it talks about you guys have shared some um, data with obesity too and um you know helping those kids find something Man, this is cool yeah there's a lot there is a lot striders too man like that's probably the coolest thing stasic has now like became the big success story but you know striders for the little guys that can't afford the 600 700 800 stasic Strider's a great way to... well i wouldn't say
1: but it's wouldn't say that they can't afford i just think it's like a yeah. stepping stone you know right. i think i think what, Strider, what Strider's done is like really kind of focused on like you know like kind of zero to three in a sense you know but like yeah. they have some really cool products to just get like their new rocking base for the for the yeah, striders so thing. rad how you can have you know an eight ten month old can hop on that thing and just start getting familiar with holding onto the handlebars and putting your leg over a bike and you know all those little muscle memory things carry over to when you hop on a strider without the rocking bass and then put the pedals on and the next thing you know you're ready for a basic. and i think it's all just part of the development i don't think it's a necessarily a money thing it's just yeah it should be part of kind of the developmental and, yes, and the biggest thing those, is yeah. no training wheels like no training wheels yeah yeah that good. is a disservice to to not only the kid but just, just everything they're trying to build, you know.
0: Yeah, let's get the confidence up and and get these guys riding. Um, yeah, the, the Strider rocking base. It's funny you mentioned that. I literally had a dealer text me about one of those, and I'm like, dude, this thing is sweet. Like, I had a, a, uh, what did I have? I had the rocking horse when I was a kid. God, the Strider. Oh, yeah, the Strider would have been sick. <laughs> I had, I had the good old rocking horse. I know some of our. If you're born from 1985 <laughs> to 1995, you had a rocking horse. Don't you lie to me. Everybody, for sure, everybody <laughs> did. Uh, shoot, that's awesome. Um, what's your uh, What's your six months? What's the next six months look for, like for you? Are you uh, You guys doing any more all kids events? I know you said Daytona Bike Week, but any other events with 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 RD or what's What's the six? Yeah, months? Yeah, I mean, there, six, there's some months. in the works right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. We, uh, we obviously our big push is going to be um, Daytona Bike Week. Okay. Uh, and then we're also we're also attending um, Shape America conference. It's a conference. I'm um, up in Washington, and that's where a lot of the you know, uh, physical education educators come together and kind of look at curriculum and physical education programs. So we're going to be at Shape America, set up there to educate about our program and try to get more schools enticed to apply.
2: Okay. Um,
1: and then after that, we hopefully, yeah, there's some talks of us maybe attending a couple more Supercrosses. Um, really can't really get into more details, but okay. just be on the lookout for sure. No um, definitely give us a follow so you can kind of stay up to date on what we got going on, yeah. and uh, I, I, I definitely would say you'll probably see us at a couple more rounds this year.
2: But
0: stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely check out the Instagram All Kids Bike. Um, do you guys plan on going to the at all or no?
1: Um, to be honest, no. That's okay. not kind of
0: not really where, where we're going to kind of already racing right? They're already riding.
1: Yeah, yeah, we really want to kind of get to the kids that, you know, don't really have that opportunity, but I encourage, you know, the kids at race at Loretta's, you know, if they want to do some fundraising for their local schools, um, that's something really cool that the KPMG juniors have been doing with Ryan Dungey's foundation. Is They've been doing their own fundraising to kind of give back to schools and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I encourage that industry who's, you know, sometimes more fortunate than others to, to potentially, you know, look at that and do some fundraising while they're at, the, at Loretta's.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I, I love that. So, Man, yeah, check it out guys if you can, allkidsbike.org. Um like we said, it's just something to get people on motorcycles, hopefully. Hopefully. That, that's the that's the goal, right? So, check it out.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my that's like my selfish goal, but also, you know, it's just, you know, sorry, I know you're about to kind of interrupt, but you know, oh, Ryan McFarlane, the the founder of Strider and of All Kids Bike, you know, he's just a passionate two-wheel enthusiast, whether it's riding a bike with his boys to riding motorcycles in the hills. That's just what he's all about, and I think that's what's so cool about the program. It's just everybody who's around it just wants kids on two wheels and so that's what I think there's a lot of parallels to to this industry and and to uh you know so I appreciate you giving me this platform to talk about it and you know hopefully we can get some more kids on bikes for sure
0: yeah yeah we're no we're no we're no big time yet but hopefully we'll get there you know everything <laughs> takes time it's we're we're like the all kids bike program right now we're starting out in kindergarten we're hopefully going to grow we're going to we're going <laughs> to build this thing up so um, that's it uh, yeah just Got to have patience, you know. Unfortunately, I'm all about instant gratification, but uh, I'm, I'm working on my patience. We're getting there. Yeah, we we'll get there when it's time. Um, but like I talked about earlier, you've done a lot of stuff with with filming and 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 traveling the country and, and whatnot. But what's that? What's that been like that transition for you? You know, getting into, of course, all kids bike is your job, but I mean, you've really dove into this media stuff and and camera work and digital creation, like what's that like what's that been like just you know did that just come from being working at fly or is that something you've always wanted to do or um because i know like for us in the in Supercross world it's very competitive right there's a there's a, it's a lot of struggles to get onto the floor and do that but how's that been for you like just being creative and finding that inner inner ricky creative side
1: <laughs> yeah no dude i'll be honest it uh it's kind of random dude i okay. uh you know, I was really into mountain biking uh, right before COVID started. I was doing some downhill racing, um, and I actually had, like, a really gnarly uh, mountain bike accident where I actually, like, dislocated my hand from my arm, uh, broke my scaphoid bone, broke okay. my thumb. I ended up having, like, three surgeries, um, and I have some pretty gnarly nerve damage in my hand now. So kind of long story short, you know, holding on to handlebars and grips is, is not the most comfortable thing for me these days. Okay. So instead of that, I, uh, I grabbed the camera, and I just kind of as my friends would need to be riding bikes or dirt bikes, I just started taking photos and it kind of snowballed. And I think just because I was, uh, I was in double cats for 10 weeks. Oh, I uh, just spent all my time on, <laughs> on YouTube university and okay. just try to learn as much as I could about cameras, settings and uh, composition and angles and just being a nerd dude. <laughs> and uh, kind of just ran with it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm fortunate that, because of my time with Feld and doing the safety side of things, I met a lot of the photographers
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, a lot of those guys are just some really stand-up dudes who have given me some really good input and some tips. And I've also been like really supportive. You know, a lot of those guys, um, obviously it's competitive cause that's their livelihood, but they're, they're pretty welcoming. And so I think for me, it's just been a lot of fun. And, uh, when you create content that it's seen, it's, uh, I don't know, it's not something I ever expected, but yeah. it's motivating to do more.
0: Yeah, when you you what you meant to say is when you create content and uh, content and see it on a national TV or on a big screen in front of sixty thousand people, it feels kind of good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, it's pretty <laughs> rad to see. You know, shout out to uh, to Andrew Jerome for sure for the this year's fly commercial. But it's pretty rad to see some of my clips uh, in that commercial that's playing on TV this year. So yeah, it's pretty random. I, I feel like I've done almost everything in this industry, but man, it's been a heck of a ride and
0: so much fun it's so funny like uh the commercial when you watch the commercials or just uh, just anything in general and you kind of know what the behind the scenes stuff and the reason i say that is because like the commercial came on at a one right and i watched it on the big screen and i'm like what gear is that and i can't say who what what gear it is or who what rider it is but the gear's coming out and i'm like uh-huh. i saw yep. it i saw it and i'm like hey what is that gear? <laughs> I looked at Ronnie and Kyle. They're like, they're like, don't worry about it. I'm like, that shouldn't be in that video. <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, it's a little like, Easter well, egg, if
1: you will. A little yeah, Easter egg, like a
0: little tease. I was like, that's pretty funny. Like, it's like you snuck it in, but only like a few, pe- like you know, people that work at Flywood know what it is. Um, so I was, I was laughing. I thought that was pretty funny. Just yeah, a, no, and and fact. that's
1: <laughs> like a whole another side of the world too. Like you know that I don't know the industry rather, it's just like all the behind the scenes of the marketing efforts that go into the brands, you know, and marketing gear. And, you know, it's, uh, it's fun, but it's, it's a challenge as well. You know, Yeah. there's a, there's a some competitive stuff out there. So, um, uh, it's important that, uh,
0: yeah, the word, yeah, it's just uh, like it, it, the word, the word embargo is the, our favorite one to use in this industry. For sure. For and sure. It's, fun, it's funny too. Cause like nothing stays embargo in our industry and I don't know how Triumph is doing it right now, but I feel like they got a hit list on everybody because nobody yeah. knows anything about this bike. I mean, you probably know, and a few people probably know, but for them to keep this thing a secret and no photos getting leaked is just incredible. Like we need to hire these guys. Like it's just, I I love it. Like it's so funny.
1: Yeah, I know it's going to be exciting when that comes out, and you know, it's uh, it's another it's another OEM kind of joining the sport. So that's yeah. You know, hopefully that's showing some growth and, and it's exciting from that front so it'll be interesting to kind of see where they land but you know either way it's another team it's some more riders and yep more race you know that's exciting stuff
0: yeah I'm excited to see the bike I have I I have heard a little bit um and I do know that the bike is in in the states and is getting tested at a private facility right now um so hopefully we'll get to see that thing soon I did see all the triumph people at uh A1 they were definitely checking everything out and learning about it but we also have beta coming too so um it's it's going to be interesting next year i think a lot of guys are going to switch teams and a lot of people are going to be like whoa what the heck it's going to it's going to shock a lot of people i think next year with with those two beta and trump coming to the industry
1: yeah and i think you know hopefully those those teams come that will just open up more seats for the young guys coming up that kind of deserve it you know what i mean so yeah totally. uh, hopefully they'll kind of give these give give these guys a ride and we can kind of see these guys up there with you know some of the better equipment and see what they can do
0: yeah it kind of goes back we're always taught this at wps it's like you never know who's going to be who you know it's it's one of those things where a parts kid could eventually become a parts manager or a general manager or a service guy could become a parts manager like you just never know what's going to happen right and i kind of feel like that's happening right now with, with bobby hewitt it's like you know bobby left rockstar and If you ever did, you know, Bobby's about to start a whole new foundation. So, like, he's going to have all this stuff. So, it's like, you just never know what's going to happen in our sport. So, it's like, we always talk about this. People are always like, how do I get in? Well, don't burn any bridges because you never know who's going to be who.
1: Dude, absolutely. That right there is a huge takeaway. (laughs) Never burn a bridge. Yeah. For sure. Because, I mean, especially, I think, you know, for us and, for you know, some of your listeners who who are in the industry, you know, it, it's a small knit, you know, it's like there's yeah. only so many people in it who are actually doing it week after week. So when you're seeing the guys at the airport or you're seeing the guys at dinner, like you, just it's all about respect. And so you never know what doors that'll open or opportunities might arise because of that. You know, and I think I, at least I'd like to think that's what led to some of my opportunities. It's just, you know,
0: yeah, being always a good being human. respectful, yeah,
1: staring people in the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know. Accountability, So I think yeah. that's what it all stems from, you know?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people take that for granted, right? If you say you're going to be here tomorrow at a time and then you show up or you don't show up or if you show up late, like, people remember that stuff. Like, it goes a long way. Just being on time just may- goes a long way nowadays. So,
1: Dude, that's, like, the principle, I feel like, of the Army. It's just being in the right place at the right time in the right uniform. Yeah. And to some civilians, that might not make sense, but really that's a little... It it carries over the civilian world so much. Just be there, be ready, have what you need, and be on time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just – I don't know where I learned – I mean, of course, my parents installed it in me. But even, like, just – and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way to anybody because I know, like, not everybody can do it. But, like, if you're going into an event and that event is held by Fly or Alpine Star or Parts Unlimited or whoever, like, try to wear something that that company sells – like don't show up <laughs> don't show up in a competitor brand like yeah like again like definitely. i don't, i don't mean this in any disrespectful way it's just i don't know how to say it without being a dick but i'm just like man like come on like i get it but it's like you're getting See, and I,
1: I would say I would say you're probably being a little bit of a dick there, Triple J, I think. Just yeah. let them be. They're fans of the sport, you know, okay. let them wear what they want to wear. Right. And uh, just be happy that that they bought a ticket and and they're buying
0: that's fair. someone's merch, if yeah, you will, That's fair. and
1: and supporting one of the brands because if they weren't then that You know what I mean? I don't know, I, I kind of yeah. look at it from a I don't
0: yeah, know, you're like right, a right <laughs> Yeah, I like that. But I mean, I'm all you gotta it. still give him crap, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing about me is I can still joke about it. Like, I'll still joke about it. But, uh, but yeah, I just, that's just kind of like, I don't have, I Yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I think rant. we all know. I don't have a rant like Pulpamex, but I'm just like, man, like, that's just, it's hard for me to see. You know what I mean? Like, if you're at a flag yeah, or fox. Yeah, it's a
1: typical like, it's a, dude that you see, like, at the, at the mall and he's got a, you know, giant fox head on the side of his truck. You're like, okay, dude, like, no, I get it, like but that doesn't bother
0: time. me. Well, like, I, like what I'm referring to is like if you come to the fly and I give you a ticket and I give you our food and I get you into our suite, like please, like don't wear anything Fox or anything Thor. Like I can tell you there. Yeah, I got you. That's kind of what I'm referring to. Like I'm just like, but I get it. I, you know, not everybody wants to go and buy a fly T-shirt just for that event. Like I get that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all. Like it's it's more of like just a pet peeve. But again, I don't want to sound like a dick. I kind of sound like a dick. So. Um, anyways, next, next, next subject. <laughs> uh let's see here. I went off the rocker with that one. Uh, yeah, no uh, worries. We'll, uh, edit that out. I edit that <laughs> out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But we have a really cool segment called uh beach. Say what my buddy JD beach. He is down in Florida getting ready for the first round. Actually. The first round is during bike week as you, you were talking about earlier. So if you are down for bike week and you're going for super cross, um, This event is after Supercross, but if you want to enjoy the Florida weather, check out the American Flat Track Series. It's growing like crazy. Factory KTM, factory Yamaha, I believe Indian is now in it as well. Um, It's huge. These guys are going so fast. And
1: and since you're talking about American Flat Track, you know I might give a little teaser here. Uh Oh, Um, you might see some sort of maybe partnership with American Flat Track and All Kids Bike um, starting at the first round. I'm just saying, might be allegedly. allegedly. Um, Can I confirm is, uh, or deny? I cannot confirm nor deny, but yeah, chances are likely you will see all kids bike at uh, at AFT. So be on the lookout for that for sure.
0: Yeah, AFT is awesome. Um, the Supercross, Motocross, Vario, and Jason Wygant uh, goes out there and announces that as well. Um, he uh, man, he's involved in everything. But that AFT is some good racing. So if you are in the Daytona area, or if not, they got some cool ones in Illinois. Uh, I believe Texas. Carolina check out the schedule American but JD's got some questions for you so let's uh let's jump into into the beach say what segment
2: let's say see. what
0: say what uh when doing photos and video what's more important to you angle or lighting
1: uh dude I say it all the time and people who know me they're gonna laugh but dude it's all on the angle your dangle oh, I love like it it's it, it's all on the angles man um and that's People might laugh at me, but I truly feel that way. I mean, when yeah. it comes to lighting, I mean, you could—I like to shoot underexposed anyway, so I could boost it in post. Um, so that's something adjusting. You can adjust that. You can't really adjust the angle in post,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's and that's so, the thing. You can edit, you can edit colors and contrast and brightness, right? But having a wrong angle is is harder to work with.
1: Absolutely. So it just all goes back to composition, and yeah, you know, angle your dangle, and hopefully you get that photo boner.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, my roommate just got a new mirror for the gym, and like he posted a photo, and like he looks like skinny and tall. I'm like, dude, that's a good angle. Like, yeah, that almost looks fake, but he got the angle. Uh, that's it. That's funny. Uh, what's the number two? What's the biggest difference from being in the industry, like working with Feld, to working in the industry, like working with Fly? Like, so like even though they're both industry related, right? Both of them are two different entities. Like two different jobs
1: yeah you know i think um you know for me the biggest difference was just kind of like the the mindset you know like yeah. when you're when you're working out working for Feld, it was it was a, a lot of uh you know just long days and really kind of just like mentally staying tough and and wanting to do the best i could where like wps and fly was kind of a little more laid back if you will mm-hmm. um i mean when we did supercross that was a long day but You know, on the weekly operation side, it wasn't like a ton of manual labor, Um, so I was kind of able to be more creative. So it was kind of two different kind of lifestyles, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought too. Like, yeah, the work weeks are long, the travel is brutal, but you know, the not brutal, but the day to day for Feld, I can imagine, is a lot different than a day to day to fly. Right? Like, you have a pretty cool. Um, office that you're working out of with a lot of people that are super passionate. And I'm not say that's not with Feld either, but Feld you're more remote than you are in office. And you know, from what I've heard about Feld, it's it's a lot of key card access. It's more of a shirt and tie or um, suit and tie company when it's in the office. So um, I feel like that's kind of the, the differences, right? One's ca- one's more casual than the other, I, I guess I could say. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's just from my experience, like, working, you know, the Supercross season. I was yeah. technically, you know, a contractor for Feld. I didn't work full-time um, in their office in Palmetto, but, yeah. you know, I, I visited there a few times, and, yeah, I and mean, it's just, there's a lot going on. I mean, don't forget, like, what Feld is yeah. and, and, and who they are, you know what I mean? Massive. It's an impressive operation, to say the least, with everything they have there, from the circus to Monster Jam, and, you know, so it's different, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally for sure uh let's see here did you do i just got a text so it made me back out of that text uh all right so we haven't really talked about this much because i know it's it's always a tough subject right like but for people that don't know and like i said i haven't talked about it at all but you did serve overseas in iraq um and i can only imagine what that was like and i don't want to talk too much about it but JD did have a question, couple questions about it. He he wanted to know what is something you learned when serving that helped you in our industry, or even as a racer, or, or as you know, as your career in your career now. You know, being quote unquote a civilian, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, for sure the biggest takeaway is just you know attitudes, everything you know, and uh, yeah. you know, especially when you're Iraq in Iraq, it's a uh, it, it can be kind of a just a mind fuck, if you will, and so you really have to kind of go above and beyond to keep your your mental state focused yeah. and I think, you know, learning just a lot of mental toughness kind of prepared me for a lot of the kind of grind that was working for, you know, the industry, if you will. Um, and so I think that's, that's kind of my big takeaway. And then I also think just accountability, yeah. you know, like I think those are just really core values that are important for, for anyone, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said earlier, just being on time, being punctual, like just, just, you know, like you said, being kind of like, quote-unquote, a good human, right? Just saying what you're going to say and do what you're going to do. So, um,
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like I've always tried to say what's on my mind, sometimes to a fault. You know, I'll be all the best. Like, I can get worked up and yeah, uh, get emotional, for sure. Uh, I'm sure you've yeah, kind of no already heard of the right? Yeah, yeah, no one's perfect, yeah, it's just, so. uh, yeah, I just always try to mean well. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really try to have, like, the best interests of other people, you know? Yeah. It's important. Team people is what, where it's all about.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. Um, He also wanted to know, can you see any similarities between tight-knit racing teams and the teams that you've served with in the Army? Like, is there a lot of brotherhood and camaraderie there, or is the teams kind of, like, different? Of course it's different, but do you see similarities where, like, everybody comes together as one and and has the same goals?
1: I I think with some of your teams, for sure. I think some of your teams kind of conduct and carry themselves that way and, and, uh, you know, that that's you can kind of pick those teams out. And I think that's, that's important. You know, I think yeah. the teams that kind of keep out the river raft and keep the circle tight, you know, those tend to be kind of the more successful ones, if you will. Okay. Um, and so I think there's just something to that. You just kind of, you know, when we were in Iraq, it's a small team, you know, it was like, I think nine of us on our team. And so it wasn't a lot of uh, outlying distractions. It was just the same nine guys every day on patrol. Yeah. So you kind of learn and, uh, and kind of, yeah, you stack with the next person family, is do. Kinda, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think for that, I think you see that with a lot of teams, and really, I think what it boils down to is kind of like the grind on the road. I think that's where you build a lot of the camaraderie up as well, and, and then when you add winning and losing to that, it just it just gets really it gets deep,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think MCR kind of did a really good job. I don't know if I wouldn't say he started it. Maybe he did, but I feel like he was one of the first teams to really talk about, hey, we have team dinner Friday night, like that's mandatory and it seems like that's kind of transitioned into other teams like they're like hey we're doing building new building new facilities and we're going to have team lunches or we're going to have team dinners or like just seems like everybody's now coming together more than just like on Saturdays you know and saying hi and saying bye like they're kind of now like yeah. hanging out more and doing stuff together as as a unit
1: no definitely i think that just kind of goes like just goes back to kind of like the core of the sport and that's family, you know, like all these guys and how many of us like start, you know, you start out the track just on weekends with your friends and family. And I think that's like the core of it. And so yeah. I think you're just seeing more teams kind of maybe fall back onto those, those core values of just, you know, camaraderie and, and, you know, being a team, if you will.
2: Yeah.
0: A family. Yeah. I, uh I agree with that. So that's, that's, what I think I, th- I love most about the sport is just the relationships and everything that, that come up, come from it. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a family thing. I mean, it's yeah. so rad. Even when other like guys that succeed, it's like you, you know, I've, I follow a lot of the parents on social media still. So it's rad kind of how they're always giving, you know, each other parents kind of shout outs or congratulations, yeah. you know, cause they understand the sacrifice and they're in it too. So it's rad that there's an equal support system for, you know, the moto moms and stuff like that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money and a lot of invested. So it's uh when you have the same, same struggles, it tends to bring people together. So, but, uh, but JD finishes by saying thank you for serving this country and helping keep our land free and able to do what we do. So he wants, he wanted to make sure you knew that he's appreciative of you and and everything. So, Oh, Uh, thanks bud. Yeah, so JD, check him out at jd95, Beach 95 on Instagram, everybody. Go give him some props. Tell him he's slow on his motorcycle. Just kidding. Don't say that. He'll beat me up. He'll beat me up. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the flat track season. It's going to be good. Um, and he actually just got his 23 Yamaha. Dude, I have heard nothing but good things about that bike. I mean, Eli is ripping yeah. on it. But, you know, of course, everybody's going to say, like, that's a factory bike, blah, blah, blah. But I know a couple people have bought those bikes, and nobody has said one bad thing about them. And like, it looks good. It looks good on the racetrack. So.
1: Yeah, I know I think they've definitely got got some going on there that can't be denied for sure with that bike. It's,
0: yeah, so. it's pretty pretty incredible. So. Yeah. But Ricky, man, this was uh, this was awesome. I, we went a little bit longer than I expected, but we were having having some fun. So I can't thank you enough for uh, for the time and and doing this with me. This this was really cool. Yeah, no,
1: thank you so much, and greatly appreciated. and yeah, Paula just got a little choked up there talking about All Kids Bike, but it just, you
2: know, yeah. it's a, it's a super rad heart. program, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, no, totally. I think that's why I'm, like, so passionate and just excited to kind of be a part of this this team and, and help it grow, so yeah. um, genuinely, thank you, Triple J. This is super rad, and, you know, I encourage everybody to not only give All Kids Bike a follow, but, you know, obviously, uh, Strider and everybody else that, that makes it possible.
0: Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting your kids into it, like, check out strider.com check out your local dealer um this is becoming a big avenue for uh for our sport it's i know for me i push a lot of them especially around christmas time they're a big seller for wps and we uh we appreciate strider allowing us to be partners with them and and grow that relationship for sure
1: yeah no definitely um yeah super round, dude. thank you so much
0: yeah of course um anybody you want to give a shout out to or any anybody you want to thank before i let you go
1: uh, no, just, uh, just kind of thank everyone for, uh, just being rad over the years. You know, it's been yeah. a, it's been a fun journey. Uh, I'd like to think it's just the beginning. So I love it. you know, don't be a stranger. If you see me out at the, at the races or, you know, see me around, um, yeah. you know, if you're, uh, if you're passionate about two wheels, let's let's talk racing and, uh,
0: yeah. I know we, we, at the uh, we barely got to talk in Houston cause you're like wide open. I'm like, man, like this guy's busy. I didn't want to interrupt because like you're having conversations here. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see this. I'm like, heck yeah. Ricky's still, Ricky's yeah. still in it,
2: you know yeah, you yeah, take a no, new role,
0: when you take a new role right like you don't know what's going to happen like for me a lot of my dealers like if a parts manager leaves like unfortunately you just don't really talk to him as much but um you know luckily for you and i we have a really good relationship so i imagine we'll still see each other races and we'll still talk and, and all that but it's just that's that's the toughest part when someone moves on right that relationship kind of fizzles out but you know? Yeah. um,
1: No, it's it's funny. When I took this position, I was kind of did like a farewell post on social to the industry. I I really thought it was kind of going to be kind of my last hurrah. And I didn't really think I was going to be working this closely. But when I took this role and, you know, they told me about my my first assignment and they're like, oh, you're going to Houston Supercross to work with Ryan Dungy Foundation. And I just kind of like laughed internally. I'm like, no way. Like, (laughs) kind of bring it full circle, if you will. It's just like, here we go back. And, uh, you know, it was a rad opportunity. But, you know, I think everything I've done throughout my years has really kind of set me up, but also built relationships, you know, like Phil was super supportive this last weekend of the program. And that's big thanks to the Dungy foundation, but also just, you know, Sean Brandon and Dave Prater and Mike Muey for, you know, allowing the whole thing to happen. And even the operation guys to Bill Harris and, you know, Ryan worth for letting us use the carts and pallet jacks and all that stuff to, to make the bike build happen. Yeah. Super, super cool to be a part of and very fortunate for sure.
0: Yeah, no, this is cool, and like Ryan's done a really good job of spearheading, you know, this with you guys, and also um, this shirt saves lives with St. Jude. So we've got some really cool foundations and and stuff supporting Supercross and helping grow and, and giving back. And this weekend in Tampa is going to be Military Appreciation, so I'm excited to see the bikes and the gear. I know Fly's about to drop some gear on Friday, so keep an eye out for that. We'll have some LE gear drop in. Um, I believe A Star has some stuff dropping as well. So yeah, it's uh this is always a fun one. I it's unfortunate it's not San Diego this weekend, but um I'm excited for Tampa. The weather looks great, so we're gonna see hopefully some cool stuff this weekend.
1: Oh yeah, it's a rat stadium. They got a big old pirate ship and so it'll be a cool backdrop for, for sure. Obviously San Diego is you know, close to military and all that, but man, can't be Tampa Stadium either.
0: Yeah, it's a first one for me. I've never been there, so I'm excited to you know, Houston was a first one for me, Tampa will be a first, and then Arlington will be a first, so I'm excited heck yeah, dude, that's awesome. Sweet. Well, Ricky, thank you again. Um, I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope we can do this again. And and next time we do it, maybe we'll see uh, a million people riding in the next five years on on all kids bike.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it. Thank you so much, bud. Thanks to your listeners. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. it. And uh, until next time, bud.
0: Yeah, until next time. Again, check out allkidsbike.org, guys if you can donate some money. You know, instead of getting that monster this week, um, go ahead and spend that money at all kids bike. And uh, let's let's get this thing uh, growing. So, Ricky, thank you. I appreciate it. Take care, bud. All right, you too. We'll talk soon. That is a wrap, guys. Episode forty-one. Huge shout out to Ricky for, for making the time. Like that guy's been through it from from Iraq to fell to fly to everything, and it's it's a really cool journey. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Please send us your comments, feedback, anything to to help grow the show. We're always uh, interested in hearing from you guys. So that's a wrap. Spot Network TV, Bell Ray Works Connection, A Chirpies USA, and Scott Goggles. Thank you. Episode forty-one. We'll see you guys next week. Dude, that was sick. I got... I got a...